And welcome back to another episode of that other Masonic podcast coming to you live from, I guess it's not live. Not really live, but we're live. Bethlehem Lodge 574. In beautiful bird's eye, Indiana. Yeah, last time you got mad at me because I said voluptuous and delicious. Yeah, but I never, no one ever calls bird's eye voluptuous or delicious. We got a treat today. Yeah, good given. Uh... Some people will be like, I don't know who this brother is they're talking to, and that, that doesn't yeah, care. That's one okay. <laughs> one of the things we like to do sometimes, though, is we get the heavy hitters out there. Look at me getting a wrestling reference in already. Every we get time. the world heavyweight champions out there in Indiana Masonry and across the world. But every once in a while, we, we become friends with certain brothers, and we just want to sit there and talk masonry with our friends. Yeah. And uh, we both met a guy. I've known him about two years now since I came back, almost two years. I've met him a couple times. Uh, yeah. His dad's going to be a future guest on the show later this season, but uh, he's a good friend of ours. Yep. Uh, brother Ryan Stroud. And uh, we're, we're he come down on short notice. He's like, I'll make the drive down. Drove an hour down to see us. and About 40 minutes, something like that, Ryan. Yeah, about 45 no, I mean, if it was a Ford, it'd been a lot quicker than that. <laughs> Anyways, Ryan, introduce yourself. So, uh, yeah, I'm Ryan Stroud, uh, currently serving as a junior warden over at Georgetown 480 in uh, Georgetown, Indiana. For those of you that are not aware, local to the area, Georgetown is not very far from uh, Cordon, Indiana, which is not very far from New Albany and Louisville, Kentucky. You can be in Louisville in probably, what, 30 minutes, 45 I mean, depending on bridge traffic and, you know, everything else, but, yeah. Yeah. Louisville is the biggest city in uh, Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken. Lexington's second, I think. Mm. This is where we're at. Tell everybody, our listeners, we're we're in such a perfect area where we're at. We're like, we can be be like an hour in Evansville, which is the third or fourth biggest city in our state. We can be an hour in Louisville. Uh, two, three hours in Indianapolis, two, three hours Cincinnati, three, four hours St. Louis. Like, we're in such you a good area. You can be in Nashville in two and a half hours. You can be in Nashville in two and a half hours. So. Yeah, I've done that several times. But anyways, we got, we got our buddy. This could be a great – we'll get a chance to talk to one of our buddies, hey, one of our not? brother buddies. Why not? Content is content. That's right. <laughs> so Ryan, uh, who, by the way, Ryan does check out the show. He supports the show, and we're – very much appreciative of that. And we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, uh, so you know the way this generally goes. The first question right out of the gate is always the same. How and why did you get involved in Freemasonry? So um, I, I got involved first and foremost, I think, because I was wanting to try to get connected into uh, the town where I was at, uh, serving as a, a United Methodist minister. Mm. And I was like, well, you know, this would be a good way you know, right. to get connected. Uh, and, and I had family uh, history with it. You know, I'm third generation when I joined, so I was like, well, you know, I, I can do that. I know Dad, uh, you know, has been in it for 26, 27 years. So much. Uh, and then, uh, you know, my grandpa had been in, uh, I think, all total, uh, I think uh, about uh, 15 years or so. I know, you know, he took a demit. Um, after like five or six years and then came back right uh, before dad got raised. So, you know, I have that family history. I thought, well, you know, it's a, it's a way to, to do that and, and to be a part of something that uh, dad and grandpa did. So uh, to do that as, as well as kind of getting connected to uh, people in the community. Um, and that didn't really um, give me the connections I thought it would, right. oddly enough. Yeah. But it opened up that uh, experience to do something with dad again because you know, he would travel a little bit uh, as he's been, uh, you know, involved with Lodge and does all the independent body stuff and travels with that, mm-hmm. no doubt. But 
he enjoyed getting to travel to Blue Lodges with me and, and doing degree work and, and all that. A bonding experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Um, and, and I think uh, even, you know, as, as my younger brother has uh, gotten in in the last year, uh, Dad's got to do some of that with him, too, you know, on days that I'm not available or to get to do it with both of us. And so, you know, he's uh, getting to, uh, you know, show off and say, that's my boy, and that's my boy, uh, you know, doing this part and doing that part. Yeah, your brother's at Eckerty, wasn't he? That last uh, degree they had down there? Yeah, the uh, both of us were uh, down at Eckerty for a okay. uh, uh, Master Mason degree yeah. about a month ago. I would like to give a shout-out to Brother Ross Stroud, because I know if he doesn't check out the show, he's going to check it out when he hears that Ryan's been on it. He'll want to be on Ross, it. Ross, <laughs> uh, I have wanted to meet you. Unfortunately, it has not worked out for me to – to go see any of your degrees i remember seeing the postings i've not got to see any of your degrees i apologize i'm busy i'm a divorced father of three and if i'm not he's you a know, celebrity on the radio I, too. I, yeah, I'm, a, I, I'm a local celebrity now i'm wbdc but Everybody uh, knows you ross i'm sorry i'm hoping to meet you eventually uh and yeah we might end up doing the whole family in one season just ross be like i want to be on here i'm a newly which I'm sure. a, he's been a master mason what about a year now uh no not even um yeah it hasn't he, been that he was, long. he's only been raised since february but he's been uh in lodge about a year we initiated him in august of last year okay um that's what i was thinking of and then yeah. uh yeah he's been he's only been raised since uh february but uh i'd say he's like 80 percent to his rookie award already is he up there at georgetown with you is that where he's yeah, at he's, okay. he's up there at georgetown with us so. okay yeah, nice 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 what kid to coming back to lodge i mean you could have just Got the degree and then this become the deuce pair. I know you love when I say that. Well, you know, it was one of those things that because I had the freedom to travel because I'm not married. I don't have kids. I didn't have, you know, a job that, you know, required me to work later hours. Right. You know, so it was, you know, like working for yourself. So I had uh, a lot of freedom to be able to travel. And, you know, making the connections, not necessarily in, in the town I was living in, but making, you know, connections all over. Right. Uh, you know, because it would be one thing where I could come over here to Bethlehem one night for degree work. And then, you know, the next night uh, go over to Madison or even across the river uh, to, to Kentucky. And then, you know, the next night, uh, you know, dad's like, hey, there's degree work in, in Bloomfield. you want to go? Sure. Yeah. Um, kind of how it was when I first started. Right. And, no so, kids, mar- not married. Just get off work at five o'clock, take a shower, go to lodge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it wasn't difficult back then. No, now, no, now it's, it's, my ass. <laughs> it's, it's not. Uh, Brian, what were the what were the dates of your degrees? You remember? And if you don't ballpark it, it ain't got to be perfect. So it's November of 2018 for my entered apprentice. February 15, 16, somewhere in there, uh, in 2019 for a fellow craft. And then uh, March the 20th was when I was raised in 2019 uh, to MM. Uh, so, yeah. You know, that amazes me that you say that because, uh, which you've heard me say that I've been blue in the face on the, on the show that I came back after being away for so long. Right. But, you know, I've been in it 15 years now. And, where am I going with this is the first time I met you, you and I, Todd, had only known each other for about a month or two. That was when I was coming back, and you're like, hey, come yeah. with me to Newton Stewart. I've never yeah. been over there. Or you I've said, okay, yeah, you yeah. said. 
they've got some degree work going on. It was a fellow craft degree. Well, the fellow we it was, left Interpress with three brothers. I thought or it was four brothers. It, it was again. one. Of, it, it was either Interpress or fellow craft. And Ryan sat in the back back there, and he was sitting close to us, and we talked. And then Ryan got up and gave the charge. Right. And when I tell you guys, yeah, the fellow craft charge you gave it. Didn't yeah, what? Larry, you did Larry D in charge. I, I said when when he got done, I was like. There's no way that guy hasn't been doing this like 10 years. <laughs> and that's the best compliment you can give a brother because oh, yeah. when you see, because you've got brothers that will make meetings all the time. That's fine. Yeah. But they don't do nothing. Then you got brothers that make meetings all the time and they're ritualists oh, yeah. and they perform. And uh, I'm going to toot the horn for you because I know you're a pretty humble slice of pie guy. Ryan <laughs> is an incredible ritualist. Uh, honest to goodness. That's my belief. That's my opinion, and I'll shout it from the mountaintops. Uh, the letter G. He's okay. I mean, yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, where, where are you at on that stair lecture? I know you've been. Are you? That, that's one of the few I don't have. Is is the stair lecture? I know. At one point, you said you were going to try to crack that. Did you? Did you yeah. eventually start practicing on, or did you just say I ain't, I ain't messing with that's it? That's a tough nut. I, I, I think it was one of those things. I was working on uh, either King Solomon or something else. And, you know, it's one of those things, you learn this lecture, and whatever lecture you may have been learning prior, it's just like, kind of goes hey, away, it, it, it kind of yeah. just gets pushed out. I gave up on that stair lecture. So. I tried that forever. I could do the first two pages. Now, there's some listeners out there. <laughs> there's some listeners out there, and, I, and I've even heard, I think I've mentioned that once before on the show, uh, and somebody's like, well, you know, you could always do the short firm version. Let me tell you something about me. That ain't going to happen. Let me tell you something about me. <laughs> However you need to get it done in your lodge, that's fine. But if I'm being asked to learn the stair lecture, brother, I'm giving the stair lecture. Yeah. I ain't doing the short form. All 35,000 words over something Well, and like I, that. I think that was my attitude, like learning it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn the, the long form if I'm going to learn it. Right. right. Um, you know, because uh, Brother Phil, uh, secretary here, you know, he, he's like, you can always learn the long form. If you want to do the short form, you can shorten it up. But yeah. learn the long form first. I'm like, yeah, that sounds good and, and i could get you know about the first page or two and then and then i'll lose it um and i'm usually lucky that whatever lodge i'm in uh, uh there's somebody that knows at least the long form or some version yeah. uh, of that uh we're lucky in in our lodge at georgetown our assistant secretary who's you know also a member of newtonster he he learned what i call medium form i think he shortcuts the uh, liberal arts and sciences but everything else is uh long form i will say this i've been to some lodges before where i've seen the short form yeah. given but it's done really good right and most book. people that short form it zip through it they're like no, it's, it's and you don't get and you don't catch nothing no. but there's some guys that do the short form with perfect enunciation and they wait, and that you watch that candidate, and their eyes just keep moving oh, yeah. the whole time. They're hooked on it. Yeah, but the long form, you just get that. You get so much more out of it. I think it just yeah, it's better that way. There's a there's a member in your dad's lodge. He's, oh boy, he's a good guy, and I know you already know where I'm going with this. He's a good guy, and he can be a bit much sometimes. But when I tell you that oh, brother's like a rich list, huh? I like the guy, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. He Kevin, shout dude. out old Kevin. I'm, I'm going to try to get him on the show once. He's opinionated, but I like him. He's very opinionated. Uh, he super good guy. I watched him. I watched him do the stair lecture. Uh, we did it 
You weren't with us. No, we went. It was, was it was a middle of the week night somewhere uh, down at Newton Stewart. You were, you weren't there. Me and Phil and Ron went. We got our Three lodge boards. visitation. Yeah, and he gave the stair lecture, and he missed one word. Oh yeah. He got like two words back around, and then he apologized. He goes, I he goes, I he goes, I like to think I'm doing pretty good. Ninety eight percent ain't bad. He goes, I, I I backtracked two words and flipped them around, and the candidate was like. Not like I could tell. (laughs) Well, you know, we we say that every time in Lodge that for that candidate, it's the best degree he's ever seen. He doesn't know. He has no idea. You know, unless you stop and, you know, him all around on it and try to get back to it or or whatever, or you're panicking, he doesn't know. I panic. I panic. Funny story. (laughs) Fun fact. What do I do on this show? Interrupt everybody. So here we go. Like a champ. So. So, I don't know how many people hear me on the radio. You, you, can, you can tune it to 100.9 WBDC. You can go to WBDC.us. Look hey, at they're promote. not paying for this stuff. Anyways. They owe us 20 bucks. Anyways, the other day, we hit about seven seconds of dead air. And I apologize, which acknowledged that I made a mistake. Yeah. Whereas, if I wouldn't have said anything, they would have thought maybe the, the transmitter just blipped for a minute. Could be. I just was sitting here and I had a huge, like my stack of papers, my script that day was huge. And I dropped my papers everywhere, so I lost my place. <laughs> so then I'm trying, and then I apologize. And there, I got down to the radio and they're like, they wasn't going to know. That was the best newscast they've ever heard. Like, you yeah. apologize, admitted you made a mistake. They're like, most people don't know how radio works. They would have <laughs> thought the transmitter just went out for a couple seconds. Yep. But the look on my face, which if you guys can see, the horror on my face when I realized we hit seven seconds of dead air, and I'm like, Uh, because I dropped my whole stack of papers just all over the desk. But anyways. Oh, Jesus. I got to add my own little insult. It's always about him. It's right. It's the the Jared show. That's what I tell everybody. It's the Jared show. Well, um, do you you belong to any other pit of bodies or anything? So... Uh, shortly after I was raised, I did uh, join Scottish Rite. I was in for, I don't know, about a year, year and a half. Uh, but I've since demitted from that. Mm. Um, really? Yeah. So it's one of those things, you know, I talked to, you know, brothers that have been in 20, 30 years, and, and they told me, like, just, just do Blue Lodge. Just do Blue Lodge. I'm like, okay. You know, and, and I think it's like a lot of uh, newly raised Masons. As soon as you're raised, there's that brother from oh, yeah. one of the one of the appendant bodies, and you know it's like uh, come it's, here, it's, yeah, come it's, here. It's, it's the it's the army recruiter. So, son, have you thought about your future? Have you considered <laughs> yeah. uh, one no of these appendant bodies? Uh, and and you're just you want more light? Yeah, <laughs> and you're so overwhelmed with what happened that you don't know no. to, that you can say no. Because well, if you want the real story, you'll go through this degree. Right, right. You'll, okay. you'll get the rest of the story. You'll get extra light. You'll get yeah. uh, you know more of the fun stuff. You'll get that, and and so you, you do that. Um, and, and I'm not going to say that I didn't get any value out of Scottish Rite while I was in, but it was for the part that I was in for the, for whatever length of time it was. After a certain point, it was just like okay. I've, I've checked that box. What else is there to do? Well, you can do this. Yeah, is that it? I won't do that, no. Okay. So. Well, I was like, I joined, I joined Indianapolis shortly after I was raised. And to get in line there, you pretty much got to sit there and serve for four or five years and everything. And it was an hour away from my house anyway. And I just 
couldn't make the meeting. I never made one meeting. Every time I'd plan on it, it's like, well, shoot, I got to do this. Or, oh, I got to go to this lodge. There go that lodge now. Which you, you saw, I just finally took my steps into yeah. New York, right? Which your dad was. Uh, oh, I've always happy I've thought a lot of your dad. I've I've known your dad quite a few years. I've thought a lot of him, and he he's like, I'm proud to see you going through this. And at the end of the night, we all stood up and went around the room like we do in Blue Lodge, you know. And I just said, I was like, you know, I said, I, I've been wanting something for the last year or so. I, I knew I needed something more. I was like, I regret not doing this sooner, but at the same time, I'm kind of happy I waited 15 years because I think I'm going to have a, a, a deeper appreciation for it now. And uh, I've got the uh, the virtual past master degree coming up Wednesday night, so I'm going to get to see your dad again. So uh, it it was it was an experience. <laughs> the the Mark master Mark degree is, is pretty, the uh, Royal Arts is probably the best one though. And, and you know it's one of those things. I, I'm not saying you know if if it, if you do that that that's you know wrong it's just like at this point in my life that's not, not where what I'm you want at. To do, yeah. and and if i had availability that i used to have right you know, like, like if my job situation hadn't changed in the last year i probably would you know go ahead and do uh you know at least some of uh york right and 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 i i view that you know it's it's got its benefits too and i get that you know scottish right and the shrine and, and all the other bodies have their oh, yeah. ha- have their value um it's just where i was at in, in my time it wasn't necessarily for me and i think the reason that it appealed to me to do that is just because my home lodge we didn't have degree work mm-hmm. we met paid the bills went home and then you know not right and, fulfilling and, 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 uh, and so you know i, I wasn't having much to do and i found enough to do to get more light by traveling Mm -hmm. to you know other lodges and getting those kudoses on you know hey you did really good on on that lecture you did good on that how did you get that you've you're an internet apprentice and how are you giving the charge (laughs) at for the internet apprentice i I don't know i just i just listened right yeah (laughs) And he you know, ain't charged all over the place anyway. I, I I memorized that once and I got through it and I'm like, it does it doesn't flow. There's no flow to EA charge. It's, it's so weird. It's I mean it doesn't flow and you know the whole submit to the government thing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a don't tread on me flag somewhere at Ryan's house. I just probably probably That's you okay, know though. you you brought something up and uh, I've made mention of this one time in the history of the show. Mm-hmm. Grand Lodge last year in 2022. Yeah. Uh, I went as proxy. And oh, last year. Yeah, 20, not this not year. 2023, 2022. 2022, right. last year. I went as proxy. Well, you didn't go last year. The year before last year. Yeah. Yeah. You went this year for the show. Yeah. And just to go in general, I went last year not for the show because we didn't have a show in 2022 right. yet, not till November. Mm hmm. There was a hot button issue that has been going on across the Hoosier State about where candidates go after and that oh, got yeah. brought up at grand lodge uh when i was raised 229 in 2008 Dwayne vaught Dwayne vaught was the master okay grandmaster yeah. Yeah. yeah i was master so year, yeah. he was behind this big thing and i don't remember if he was against it or if he was championing for it about where 
new brothers should have to wait exactly a year before they can join an independent body. Yeah, he was against that. I think he was against that, and uh, there was a motion brought in to to enforce this or whatever the procedure was. Well, I don't remember. What it was that they wanted to uh, not let a member join the independent body for a certain amount they of days. They wanted to wait a year, 365 yeah. days. That thing got shot down unanimously. Like this I think year they, is closer. they showed the vote, and I think it was like only ten percent of the people voted to, you know, yes, we want this. The other ninety percent was like, no. If you want to join an independent body the day after you're raised, that's your business. Now, however, people may feel about that. Right. Well, also, they, the good point they made about it is like, can we keep a guy from joining a, a yacht club, a golf club? Can we keep a brother from joining the, joining the Masons and then next day join the Elks? We can't stop him from doing that. So and how can stop I, him the However a person may feel about that, I'm kind of of the mindset, if a new brother wants to let him join, that's yeah. fine. If he if he gets raised Friday morning, Friday night, whatever, he's a master mate, Saturday morning he wants to petition the Scottish Rite, that's fine, let him. But I think when Heavens. something like that happens, <laughs> there needs to be like a committee – to sit down and be like, okay, if you want to join, that's fine. But here, Grand Lodge says that we have to tell you this. Here's a committee of us. Here's just some things that you you might you might miss. Like you you really should put in a little bit of time in Blue Lodge to learn a little bit more things. We're not stopping you, but here's what we think you could miss out on. You could miss learning a little bit more about this. For me, I'm glad I waited 15 years yeah, because but- I got 15 years devoted to Blue Lodge. And what are we always taught? Blue Lodge comes first. I shouldn't say taught. That's what we're. That's what we're told. Yes. Yeah. I shouldn't say taught. What do you think? So, bringing that up, I I went back and forth on that issue, and I tend to, I tend to be in that like ten percent. Right. Of there should be at least some sort of a waiting period, maybe a year. That maybe what's putting so many brothers off, even if it's like for three months, six, six month months, period, six month period. You know that you know you're not allowed to solicit, and I don't know that happens. You know, right? Yeah, you're you, not you allowed to solicit that. In, in lodge, but you know, but you know how it is. The brothers raised in off the record that goes. Let's just say oh, off yeah. the record. Yeah, they that get him out on. in the banquet hall. It's like, hey, uh, why don't you come down to the Scotch Rite Bean right. Supper, or why don't you come over to York Rite Bean Supper tonight? Or on behalf of. Oh yeah, that too. Here's yeah. a pen. You guys should have seen Ryan's face. Here's a Masonic pen that we yeah. got you. That's a square compass, but this is from the yeah. Scott, or This is from the York Rite. Right, and, and, and I'm again, so glad yeah. you're here, buddy. And, and, the, and, and we do have that. You know, it's officially you know, right. you're not allowed to solicit. And yeah, a lot of appended bodies. You know, it's remember. You know, remember, we're, we're, we're supposed to, 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 to give back to the Blue Lodge. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. I know guy I've known guys who went through a one day class in Annapolis. Don't get me started on that. Well, okay, this but this just My brother, we we got the same viewpoint <laughs> kind of as those one day classes. Guys who went through a one day class. Went through a one day class, joined the Sky Shrine, walked you know, mile a half mile down the road and joined the shrine that night and never even stepped foot back here one of them. Which they'd ride the shrine and do anything. But that's the only reason they joined was to join the shrine. You're title seeking. Oh, yeah, which you've heard me beat that horse to death. No, they show. weren't title seeking. They just wanted to they, go drink at the shrine. They were like, hey, <laughs> I want to be a shriner. Okay, we got to go through blue. No, yeah, no. no I wanted, I I'll never forget that. that conversation. It was two no's. It was no, no, I'm not doing that. You tell me how to get in the shrine. Well, you got to go through Blue Lodge. 
I don't care about being a Mason. I want to be a Shriner. Well, what do you think a Shriner is at heart? <laughs> no kidding. They're all Masons. And, and, and sadly, I, I feel, I feel like drop that, it. that it's possible. You know, there, there's, I think, you know, within the last 10 years or so, there's been some friction between uh, Blue Lodge and the Shrine. And, and yeah. 100%. And, and particularly, you know, Grand Lodges and jurisdictions, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in the States with that. It's probably going to get to a point where you can just join Shrine and you don't have to be a Mason. See now, well, you know, I, I, yeah. I'm worried that there's that divorce. Coming. We've all I, talked about this. But I don't think this. I don't think the old guys at Shrine are going to let that happen. I don't think they're that greedy. Because that's basically what breaks down to money. That's why it all comes down to they want to have more membership to sell more circus tickets, sell more onions. I don't think they're that greedy. And again, I, I we really love don't. what the shrine does for people. Yeah, don't, and don't I, get me wrong. And yeah, we're not I, crapping I, no, on no, I'm them. Not, yeah. I'm not. The but shrine's a great When I was told what the yearly dues for the shrine was and how much my <laughs> initiation fee was going to be plus the cost of a fez, and I'm like, I can do. I can join either one of the two right bodies for a fraction of this cost. Yeah. And uh, but we all three. Freemasonry is never ending. It's worldwide. Oh, yeah. And because of that, we've all three made friends with some Masons that we may not know personally, but we've yeah. come across social media. We're friends with Masons in, oh, in different areas of the country. I've heard of guys in England. Now, I've heard, <laughs> I've heard rumors that of what we just talked about that in some states, some Grand Lodges are thinking about talking to their shrine affiliates, their bodies, and mm-hmm. we're like, well, maybe there's a way that we can bypass this. If they really just want to be a shrine or not be a Mason, and I, and I think to myself, I'm like, don't need that. this is going to blow this entire fraternity apart when this happens. It will, yeah. That, my opinion. It's just my opinion. My fat little self sitting right here in it's small like, town a Indiana. Wants to, you know, be a, I just want to be a nice Templar. Well, okay, to go join a nice Templar. Well, i got to be a Mason for no, not anymore. Well, are they going to let that pass? Because at one point, you know, I don't, at one point you had to be a... Thirty-eight degree and nice temper to be belong to the shrine. Yeah, that's why the shrine's always been kind of a rich. Man's and your club. dad, I cannot say enough about how I feel about your dad. He is a fantastic man. I can't wait for him to be on the show. He's all right. Your dad is a traditionalist <laughs> and a ritualist. If something like that, like your dad would, you know, just be like, "Oh heavens to Betsy!" If they would pull a stunt like that, well, you can you can be a shriner now in the state of Indiana. You don't have to be a mason. You can just join the shriner. I, I, I'd be willing demits. to bet. I'd be willing to bet there'd be a huge number of demits across the state for oh, some yeah, guys being would, that upset. I think the shrine would would fall apart without having the Masonic membership needed. Come because how I many? You can't trust that guy if he didn't go through the same thing you did. How could you trust that guy? If a guy didn't sit there and stay in the northeast corner, or if he didn't uh, lay down west of the altar. How can you trust that guy? I'm going to tell you both the story. If he took the album the same obligation I did, how can I trust him? I'm going to tell you both the story about this lodge right here. And I'll tell you more if details off air if you, you want. You tearing it. up or what? <laughs> no. There is a, there's a member of this lodge that uh, is very near and dear to my heart. He, oh, hasn't go set, on. he hasn't set foot in this lodge. This new lodge was built in the year 2000. Uh-huh. I bet you the last time he went to Lodge was probably 99. I'd have been 12. So that would have been over there yeah, across the tracks. You know why he stopped coming to Lodge? Nope. Because around 99, 2000, they had brought a brother in here that uh, this was back way before the Bartimaeus days. And I know you're not a member of Bartimaeus, but I know you believe you know in Bartimaeus right? like we do. Yeah. They let a brother in that could not read. Now, no offense. 
but he couldn't he didn't have to study the obligation and somehow they got whatever they they found a way around he wasn't blind or nothing he just he he never learned how to read he could barely sign his name and he become a member of this lot. Now, I don't know if he ever went on to take his Master Mason degree, but I know a lot more about the story than what well, I should probably tell. That was the reason they taught everything mouth to ear. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. You know, is what about the brothers that went in, you know, and didn't have the booklets and did it mouth to ear? Yeah. You know, that, that was the norm for... Yeah, I mean, basically, the guy comes in, he can't centuries. read. Okay, can he the, comprehend what I'm saying? The point being about this, though, is that... This guy goes, well, this is the start of changes, and the quote was, next thing you're going to know, the, the shrine and the grottos and everybody, well, you don't have to be a mason. You can just come join up in this, and that's where it all started. See, so, yeah, the guy was kind of – he didn't know the history of, of the masons anyway. Most masons were Well, illiterate. it was all mouth to ear back in the day. Yeah, mason, most masons were illiterate. They do the secret of Freemasonry with geometry back then. <laughs> it's just, it's just funny to me. Back in the medieval days – yeah, how many people could read right back then? Yeah. I mean, basically, they 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 knew geometry, and that was the secret of Freemasonry. Well, you know, and this this brings up, I was, I was talking with a, a brother over in Kentucky um, last week, and he's a district deputy over there, and we were talking about, we've got a brother in our lodge that he's wanting to do it the right way, you know, right. to, to learn everything. But at his age, it's a little bit harder than it right. is. Same, we have the same, same thing here. And so, you know, I was talking with, with this district deputy about that, and he said, you know, you, you think about what we say in Kentucky, he said, it's to the satisfaction of Lodge. Yeah. So if the Lodge says, you know, this, this brother... Working knowledge. Yeah. If this brother is trying his best, if he can give you some sort of explanation, even if it's not the official words, mm -hmm. but he can tell you what happened, that's good enough. And, and I mean... You know, I've I've went back and forth even on you know what our grand lodge says. You have to know which is step grip word. Yeah, that's uh, all you need. You know, pass and all that. Um, if you can do that and you can tell me what happened, I'm like, well, you know, to me, to me no, that, you that got, is a working. You ain't got to be a ritualist. You ain't got to be a. You remember when a I asked Jackie? Theologian or no, not everybody's going to be a ritualist. No, that's fine. You remember when I asked Jackie? I was like. That God, Jackie, and my grandpa go. What is they it? were they Working were yeah. Knowledge. I said ask Jackie. Jackie, I've never seen Jackie. It was so funny. He did the air quote. I'm like Jackie. Well, what is a working knowledge? And he goes, "You tell me." Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's whatever the lodge. Well, Jackie goes. It's up to each lodge. He yes. goes. It's different. I was just. I was like this old man did the air quotes back to me. I, I just <laughs> I died. Know, yeah. But, but yeah, even the, the ancient Freemason was illiterate. They couldn't read or write, but they knew how to build a, you know, how to square a stone, how to make all the, you know, pretty guys on everything. <laughs> Boy, I really put us in a bad segue here. I mean, I mean, the point being, like, the, the guy, the conversation, that, the guy that made for? this comment's not an idiot. He's not a bad guy. He still pays his dues. He just was of the mindset. He goes, well, what's next? You're going to let literally like i was told this story a million by like five different people the, this he goes well what's next grotto members and shrine members don't have to be masons anymore so it's just funny like that 23 24 25 years earlier before we're having this conversation yeah this conversation of somebody already had the thought of but really, it if you think about it if to join the 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 shrine you had to be a mason how many people are actually going to pay that money to belong to the shrine when you haven't Everybody, everybody in front of you has been Masons, and they know all these, you know, the secrets or the rituals and everything. You can't trust that guy to come in here. I mean, there's no way he, 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 he doesn't been vetted by the 
Blue Lodge and the past has been the Scottish Rite, York Rite. He'd gone through all that stuff just to become a Shriner. Well, when they dropped the Shrine, when the Shrine dropped the other need, just be a Master Mason, you know, that kind of changed stuff too. But the fact I think, I think you'll have a mass exodus of guys going, no, I'm not dealing with this anymore. This is such a healthy discussion with the three of us. I just, it's funny to think about, though. <laughs> yeah, it's all the Shriner. We're going to get a lot of Shriner hate mail after this episode. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that but, at all. Uh, it's I just. Mean, I'm saying the shrine doesn't need to get rid of the Masonic need, and, and, and I hope it never comes to that. But you know, the fact we, we've we've heard about this though that people actually it's been talked about in other states. Why, oh yeah. why you would even consider this? Because it's it's going to blow apart your fraternity from both ends. Yeah, that's my opinion. But anyways, well, let's move on to well, something I just, about. Ryan. I just don't believe that that people join Blue Lodge were just to become shriners. It's not that large of a number. Especially like small areas like ours. In the big cities, maybe. But I don't believe the draw to join Masonry is the Shrine or the Sky Shrine or the Templars. I think the draw is the Blue Lodge. Ryan, just out of curiosity, because I know you're not a part of the Shrine, but you know about what is the Shrine up there in that area around Georgetown, Clarksville, New Albany? Do you have? Do they have their own Shrine Club uh, up there? Corsair. So, yeah, there's uh, Tri County Shrine Club is over in Clarksville, and they're, uh, I think, uh, they used to be uh, only Murat because they're in Indiana. Right. But Which that's the one up by Indy, right? Murat. Because yeah. our area, even though we're not Shriners, our, we're the we're hotties, hotties, right? We're, the we're in the hottie but desert, they call it. I think that they have come to some sort of uh, co-agreement with Cosair over in Louisville, which is, you know. Kentucky. Right yeah. across the river. Right across the river because, you know, it used to be that you could – you could live in Indiana, join Cosair, right. but you couldn't be a member of that Tri-County Shrine Club on the Indiana side. That's interesting. Really? Yeah, mm. but there's become some sort of agreement but, between Murat and yeah, Cosair that they're going to quit kind of having turf war. Uh, and it, that's, what, that's a good word for it, turf war. If, literally. You, <laughs> if you look at the, the separation of the what they call the deserts of Indiana, I mean, you got the Murat, you got uh, Terre Haute, Evansville, Fort Wayne, South Bend. South Bend have one. I, th- I think basically. I think there the, is one in South Bend. I think it. I think sure. it's basically like the same places where there's the Scottish Rite Valleys. There's, yeah. you know, the. But Corsair being right there on the river, and guys aren't going to travel all the way up to Indianapolis to go to a state be at the Murat. I mean, it would be a thing to have a overlap in state lines. Yeah. I mean, why would it be? But I mean, same thing like Scottish Rite. Be Scottish Rite. I know guys who belong in Indiana, but their dad belonged in Oklahoma or something like that, so they went to this college right there. Well, and, and I know brothers that, um, you know, are, sh- are Shrine members, and they tell me, you know, there's one of the units at Cosair that's Southern Indiana Masons. Exactly. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know um, so yeah. they can have their little, little you know, club and everything. Club and and there, yeah. So, yeah. Well, enough about that. We, we got on a healthy little bit. about right <laughs> So... Over the years, what has been? Because uh, I've watched you do, I've been, I've been, you know, privileged, privileged, and thank you. I was struggling there. Big word. I've been, <laughs> I've been privileged enough to watch you and and sit and lodge with you numerous times, and you, you do the ritual, and like I said, I, I know everybody thinks I'm out here dry rubbing him on the mic and everything, but he's so good <laughs> at ritual. Oh, that's PG. We had a past grandmaster say know. the word bitch on the show one I time. I know, but it's just funny. <laughs> but 
What is some of your favorite pieces of ritual to actually do? And I say that because I've watched you do so many of them so well. I know you've everybody's got one particular piece they like to do more than the others. What what is it with you? Yeah, what is it with you? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm so excited we get our buddy Ryan Stroud in here. You're good, right? You know, it, it's I, I like the liturgy. Um, I've I've heard it um, across the river, and it's like much more than ours. I wish we could. Yeah, their photographs I hear is a little more in depth than ours is. Well, you know, and maybe it's just you know my given occupation, but there's a lot more reference to deity. In, in the Kentucky liturgy, but even ours has right. some of that, um, and it it does tie into that stair lecture that you've just heard, and you know it it does focus that you know masonry and and, and geometry are, are synonymous terms, so it comes right from the charge into that, so there's that geometry uh, part of that. So I like that, and you know believe it or not, I'll, I'll say the. Uh, entered apprentice picture lectures. You know, I know that's the opportunity for everybody else to, you know, go home for the night, go, go take a pee, smoke break, whatever. Uh, well, well, leave well, those. And and you know, only the candidates watching it, and th they're drinking from a fire hose at that point because. Oh yeah, they're uh, getting a so lot of they're, information. They're not going to remember it. Um, but I like you know giving that, and I'm one of those that I'm I'm kind of odd on this. I would rather do that. Um, either before lodge or during a stated meeting and do it one-on-one -on -one with a brother than do it during the degree work because it takes up time that. and because we all know you get to that point and like I said it's everybody, over. everybody else has already seen it they don't care yeah. they're going to leave you know only the ones you know you have to have seven left to close and that's about it uh, three so, clothes, <laughs> yeah yeah so you only have to have enough to get closed and then and then go home and everybody else doesn't care. um <laughs> but you know i want everybody to remember you know that and so mm -hmm. i don't want it to just be a lecture and say here's this here's this here's this i want them to ask to get something out of it I, I, well you gotta, you know, put, I, some, gotta it, put something on it I, I've done it where I've done it one on one with a brother, mm -hmm. you know, who's done like a one day class or something like yeah, that. Phil does it a lot and, of times, and and I do that, and they ask questions. Are that's why that happened in the degree? Yep, that's exactly why. Yeah. Or they'll ask me after the degree. They're like, you know, why did that happen? I'm like, let me get you to the picture lecture, and it'll make sense. Yeah, how come you know? I can't really meddle in here? I'll get to it. You know, I've never mm -hmm. said this on the show before, but the Thank the you, pit Anna. the. the <laughs> The slide lectures on the Internet Apprentice degree are actually one of my oh, favorite parts of, I'm learning that right of, now, of ritual. I'm, and I'm guilty of saying I can't do that slide lecture. Oh, I've been not, trying to work hard, on that. Really. So, oh, God, he's got a story here. Look. So I had the first EA picture lecture learned um, right after I took my fellow craft. I think I had most of it. And I had most of the second by that time. Hands. So, uh, you know, I, I could do it even as a fellow craft, even before I was raised. Uh, so my only concern with those picture lectures is the age of those oh, slides. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> they're so well, antique. We had a discussion. I forget where we were at. We were talking about that. Is someone need to, to take that lecture and put it into one of those AI yeah. uh, programs and get new... Do, 
Do you want me to do another PSA to Grand Lodge and say support? Hey, so you remember a couple episodes ago, Grand Lodge, when I called you out about updating the monitor? Can we get an updated slide presentation, please? Thank you. Yeah, but you got to go, that's not the same slide lecture I took. Well, my favorite is, you know, because we've gotten to the point where. You know, it's it's on a computer, and I'm sure that some of the old masons oh, know, we that, got, that have since passed are, 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 are probably rolling in there. You should have seen it in 2009 when we oh. got that TV <laughs> put up here, and they thought the world was ending because we we're putting a TV. Well, how are we going to do the slide presentations? It's going on a flash drive on the TV, yeah, and Phil's trying to explain it. Oh, and everybody was. Ridiculous. <laughs> my, my favorite is because I'm not that generation that grew up with even the old Ding, little right. slide. Yeah. yeah. That, where I've went to lodges that don't have the TV oh, yeah. or you know the projector, and so it's the old school you know film strip, oh, yeah. and you're trying to get it lined up, and, and it doesn't hey. even have the ding, and you're just yeah. Because no, I, no, I was no. at lodge. Uh, Harold Huffman breeds his own projector when he gives I, it. I was I was at lodge uh, last month or month before last, and uh, and Phil was there, and he was running the slides for me while I was yeah. doing the picture lectures, uh, you know, and then. Um, and then he was doing it, and then Ron goes to do it, and, and it gets stopped. Yeah. It just gets caught. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. I mean, yeah, think about turn it off. Turn it off. What Lodge used to do, you'd have the glass slide you had to pull in and out. Yeah. And the, <laughs> the big old giant high density or high temperature light bulb behind it. I mean, I've seen, I've seen Lodge still use those. Oh, I've, I've done it. it. That's a learning experience for me to have to learn how to do those. My old Lodge, we had it. We had the old projector, the old, 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 like brass yeah. projector. With it. He had it, started with a candle back <laughs> in the day. And then they, they, they converted to electricity, but we still had the glass, the wood frame. No, shut up. You did no, not. No, we still have. We didn't use them. Oh, We okay. still had them. I thought he was going to say you used No, them. we didn't use them at all, but we still had them. And we plugged them in one day to see how clear they were. It's like looking through bathroom glass. Like, how did anybody get anything out of these? But well, that's all they had. So, you know, talking about, you know, using the, the candle or the lantern. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things that we have at Georgetown is... We don't have the carpet for the uh, fellow craft for the stair lecture. Oh, yeah. We have light boxes. They're, uh, what is it? Uh, they're, they're like four by four. Uh, really? Opaque glass with uh, etching on them. And then where like the star points are, you plug in a, a light bulb and then you place the box over it and it illuminates really? that. And so you point. There's these steps. There's those steps. Next time you have a degree and those are out, take yeah, a picture of that and send yeah. it to me because I've got to see that. I bet that's awesome. Well, and uh, Vincent has something. They had like a little like little cubby. Yeah. Where they have you ever been to Vincent's? No. Vincent, had, like if you go to the uh, west over like where our, our uh, preparation room is, yeah. The kind of the garage door comes up, and they have a little stair. Uh, stair uh, steps three, made three, up five, of three, seven. five, and seven steps. By the and way, the senior deacon sets in the middle, stands in the middle, and gives it. They have the columns up on the wall and everything. Everything else is on the steps. And the guy probably never gets that, that high off the ground, which is about a foot. What I'm showing, and does all three of those, all all three sections of that. But it's like a little little closet. That he goes in and does that. So I'm like, hey, it's weird as hell. <laughs> I, I've, I've been to Bedford Lodge in Bedford, and they have the balcony, mm-hmm. kind of that same. I've seen pictures of that lodge. Yeah. I've never been to it. It's a beautiful lodge from the pictures I've seen. Howard Lodge, Noblesville have the same thing. Howard Lodge, up they have a uh, their stairs going up to their balcony are three, five, and seven on both sides. Yeah. So 
I mean, that, that's that's neat. I'm hoping in the next month or two that we're going to have a fellow craft coming up at Georgetown. So, you know. I'll make a trip down. I know. I, yeah, we have one uh, coming up on the 20th, I think. So We're friends with a brother who's a member up there at Georgetown who would gladly invite us down. Yeah, he probably won't like us. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we should be doing that probably in the next month or two. I think yeah, the we should 20th, be The 20th, we have a fellow craft here. So, um, Just so we, usually, we usually do ours on a Saturday. So That's great. Yeah. Because yeah. every time Vincennes has degree working. work, it's on a Friday night, and I can't go. I'm like, hey, I give, I have the kids every Friday night, even if it's not my weekend. Really? My overnights are Friday nights. They always be on Friday night? Almost all their degree work at Vincennes, number one, is always on a Friday I night. I never pay attention to them because it's usually outside my range. So, you know. so now that he says that, though, that, that does seem right that it is always on a Friday night. The only thing I will say is generally you don't have other lodge things going on that you're like, Ah, which one am I going to go to? Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, two of my three degrees, and I love this, and I don't see very many lodges do anymore. Were Saturday night degrees. Now I know what you're thinking. Like mm-hmm. most people go out on Saturday nights, but you'd be amazed at the number of masons oh, yeah. that actually show up for a Saturday night degree. We had. I, I took a picture of the. I took a picture of the logbook. I had Phil go get the old books from 2007 and 2008. There was. 60-something brothers present for two of my three degrees well, I mean, on a Saturday nights. If it's, not, if it's not basketball season in Indiana, yeah, you can probably I mean, <laughs> now, Ryan, here's, here's something true, I, yeah. I want to I hear from you, and I know your dad's going to be one of the answers. I believe that. And there's no right or wrong answer. This is just simply it gives, it gives people a chance to, to shine the light on some brothers who usually don't want the light shined on him. Who has been some of the influences on you? And you can't say me and Jared. Yeah, I, I wish that that'd be the, the day somebody says that about us would be awesome. But uh, who are some of the guys that's been huge mentors and been huge influences on you since you've been involved in this? So, uh, oddly enough, uh, two of them, Phil. Phil, Phil Phil's my, a great guy. Phil, my dad, and then Phil uh, Atkins here. Um, Phil Cracker. You know, I, I don't know, but 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 both but both my dad Phil and uh, Phil Atkins uh, have, oh, have yeah. been uh, helpful in that. Um, you know, uh, trying to think who else I want to uh, spotlight. I would. It's odd, like because now that my brother's in and he's doing all that stuff, like I'm amazed that he can get it as quickly as I can. He's right. like mentoring me, but. I'm getting that same feeling that like dad had like, hey, Ryan's, Ryan's doing that. And then it's like, okay, well now Ross is doing that and, and that, which is really cool. Um, and then and then I'll shout out um, our assistant secretary at uh, uh, Georgetown 480, uh, Joey Stillwell. Um, he's younger than me, but he's been in longer. How do I know that name? He's a member out at Newton Stewart as well. That's probably um, better. And, and he's done a lot of their work back in the day. There's a, there's a brother out at Newton Stewart. Uh, besides your dad, besides Kevin Kelms, and besides Jersey Warren, well, Jerry Warren, I knew him as Jersey when I worked at OFS. There's another guy out there I think a lot of, and I don't get a chance to talk to him that much, and I think he's friends with your dad. That's J.R. Ratliff. Yeah. J.R.'s a, a really good guy. I've sat in lodge with him many times. That's still terrible at name. J.R.'s the – he's an old he's – got, he's got beautiful hair for an old man. <laughs> it's got like – it's like almost kind of long and wavy, but not really long. Like kind of like a mullet, but not really a mullet. I know you're drawing a blank, but yeah, just, Ryan like, knows who I'm talking about. Yeah. J.R. Ratliff's a if hell I of a guy. If I see him, I probably know. I'm, I have terrible memory by his names. J.R.'s a, JR's a good guy. 
Yeah. So it took me a long time to remember your dad's name. I was like, who is that guy again? I see him all over. <laughs> yeah, I told yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I told Todd, I was like, hey, guess what? I just pulled off. I was like, uh, Phil Stroud's gonna be a guest on the podcast this season. He goes, he goes, I know that name. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm he's just, our buddy, and he's he's like, oh, is that the one we like? I'm like. That's definitely the one we like, <laughs> which I guess in theory we should say we like everybody. Well, I like but you know everybody, how it is, but it's but, the ones that we're just buddies. But like, you know. it's them. Like, yeah, that's definitely one we like. And then when I told him who it was, and I showed him a picture. He's like, "Oh, that guy." Yeah. He's like, "All right, yeah, let's have him on." Oh, well, he would have told me he's one of the guys who started George Rogers Clark. Scott, yeah. right? I would have known, but that's how I put everything together. I got to know somebody who did something or something like that. But, uh. Here's here's a question we kind of throw in if we think about it at the time. Uh, we all have traveled, you know, Blue Blue Lodge, and uh, I haven't traveled for appendant bodies yet. I just started appendant bodies. But what are some of the more – and this is just a question just merely out of curiosity. We all go to a lodge and like, that's a beautiful lodge. When you look at the inside, the way it's laid out, or when you look at the outside, or that's a unique lodge. What are some of the lodges you've seen in your travels that kind of stick out to you as being – like man, that's a that's a great lodge. Like I like that little place, or I like that huge place. So, um, you know, it, it's one of those things. I, I wasn't raised in Georgetown Lodge. I was I was raised at Borden, um, but I I kept traveling to to Georgetown even when I was at at uh, New Providence when I was living in Borden, and then uh, I got moved uh, in in my pastoring to Borden. I was like, well, you know, I need to probably find a lodge that's a little bit closer, and and you know, Pisgah's you know, beautiful New Albany is... I've never been there. I heard it's beautiful up there. I've never been to that one in 15 years. Pisgah and New Albany, they're, they're very old school oh, yeah. city, city lodges. And, and so... I've drove past the one in New Albany a bunch when I was... I never have. Yeah. And, and, and I'll say, you know, New Albany, they have, in the east, they have uh, Solomon's Temple, like, you know, as a horizon right. in the east. And, and Pisgah is the same way. They've got, you know, new flooring and a new ceiling and all that. And, and they have that, that it's very, you know, pretty. Um, but Georgetown, I just felt like home there. Um, you know, I've, I've spent a lot of time over at Jeffersonville 340 in, in Jeffersonville when they used to uh, share with uh, Clark 40. And now they've got uh, an old church that they converted Oh, that's awesome, right? And Ryan. so it's funny because I was in the church before they uh, had bought it from the church. So, like, I knew what it looked like as the church, you know, like a couple of years prior. Mm-hmm. And then now they've changed it. And, I mean, yeah, it's a church from the outside. You can tell that. But if you hadn't been in it before, you wouldn't know how it looked. And so it's it's really cool to uh, to be in there and, and have that, um, you know, because I know where they were at. They had a really nice setup. Um at Clark 40. Uh, they had a beautiful lodge downtown, Jeff, uh, before they had to move um, that has been uh, bought by an architect firm and they've restored it, um, which is really cool. Um, That's a sad thing nowadays is the lodges used to be downtown in all these little small towns or in these big cities. You can't keep up the rent no more on those well, things. Well, there's and, that. And, and, um, and sadly, we're getting brothers that, you know, can't... Can't climb stairs. Can't climb stairs. And so you have the lodges, like here at Bethlehem, at Newton Stewart, mm-hmm. at uh, American Patriot, and Ulytic. They're all one Both level. There's been a lot of degrees going down. Uh, and brothers at, like, at Newton Stewart, they've had degrees for Paoli. They've had degrees French for French Lake, Lake yeah. because they're all upstairs. You can't... 
Well, and also, I think Grand Lodge now, Grand Lodge of Indiana, said if you build a new lodge, it has to be one story. Well, I'm, I'm sure that Unless has to you, do if with, you build with a lodge. or something. Yeah, if you build a lodge, it has to be one story. If you buy a lodge, it could be two stories, I believe. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, if, if you retrofit it. Right. Um, and then... Uh, I'm trying to think uh, other lodges that I've been to that, that are... Um, Oklahoma over... Uh, Outskirts of Louisville, they've got the uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, Eddie Huff, our our chaplain, said he's been to some lodges in Louisville over the last few months, and yeah. he said some of them are. He said beautiful places, beautiful so, buildings. So they had the you know uh, mosaic pavement. You know, the, you know everybody else right. thought like, oh, somebody got a deal on the black and white checker. Uh, you know, uh, vinyl <laughs> in the fifties or something, yeah. but it really has significance. But uh, in addition to the black and white tiling, they have it to where. Um, it makes the staircase for the fellow crest that come out of the oh, really? uh, preparation room door and go up three steps that are lined out and then up five and then up seven that ends up uh, over cool. at the junior warden's column. So, you know, that's cool. Um, and I've been to a couple other, you know, Kentucky lodges that have the uh, stair um, as a design, like in the carpet. Um, you That'd know. be cool. See, I wish um, we'd do something. I wish we'd put something black and white. Here somehow, um, you know, um, I was over at uh, Harrison Lodge in Brandenburg last week. They get the mosaic pavement, but they're one of the few that actually have the blazing star uh, just uh, east of uh, the altar. So they've got that. That's really cool to have that. Well, let's talk about that blazing star real quick. That brings me up something. You know, you hear about that in the lecture and everything. Yeah. And the blazing star represents the star in the east that. Took the wise men to the birth to the scene of the nativity or to the place of the nativity. We're supposed to be. A I thought it was just an exploding supernova. No, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was trying to be funny. <laughs> but you, you bring that up and everything. You know, you being a, a Methodist minister and everything, your pastor, what do you call those guys? I don't know. I'm not really a theologian. But <laughs> the, nice they, word, my it, brother. Yeah, I read a dictionary once. That, that's a ten dollar word. <laughs> <laughs> but we have that. We have that, that part of there in the ritual and everything. You're like, wait, wait, this is Old Testament. Blue Lodge is basically Old Testament, if you really think about it. How did that sneak in there? You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess it, it's the end of the Old Testament, I guess, in a way. But so, so, and I, mean, I always, always wondered that. Where did that why did they force that little piece, piece of Christianity in there? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, when, when Masonry started, it started in the West when everybody was Christian, whether they were Christian or not. Right. They um, to be. I like the way you worded that, Ryan. <laughs> So, you know, everybody was presumed to be Christian, right. unless they were explicitly not, Right. in which case, you know, they were free to be persecuted. Right. Um, <laughs> Inquisition. And, and so, Christ or die. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's that. But we, we have other, you know, New Testament references because, I mean, in the apron lecture, uh, you know, you get to that part. And when you shall stand naked alone before the great white throne... May you hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. Right. Enter yeah. into the joy of thy well, Lord. Yeah, but don't the, don't the, aren't the Jews servants of their God, too, I guess? Or yeah, I mean. The Judaism, I mean, Judaism, I mean, I'm not. I'm not a theologian. Yeah, so, say that, I right? mean, there, there's, there's all that. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, in non-Christian, non-Jewish uh, regions, some of those references are, you know, kind of. Uh, they kind of go away. Yeah, um, I, I, it always struck me as weird because I remember uh, we had a brother from our lodge club to do that lecture during the lodge of instruction, and 
or no, a dirty eight degree course, and he plays it, and that's where you only find Christ in, and that's how Christ is blue lodge. I'm like, yeah, that's not really right. I guess I don't know. Well, yeah. I was young. I was I was still like a I was just senior deacon at the time, so I didn't cause a fuss about it. But I always kind of wondered that, and I never really brought it up. And like, how did that little piece get tossed in there? Well, I mean, lodges are anciently dedicated to uh, yeah, St. John, uh, John. John the Baptist and St. Yeah. John the Evangelist, too. And, they're not, uh, and you know, before that true. was to King Solomon. So, you know, we're going to have that sprinkled in anyways because oh, yeah. predominantly everybody was Christian. When, it's still, what would you say, like 95% of the Masons in the United States are Christian? I mean... You know, and, and it's, it's one of those things, you know, we're, we're all on social media and, and we know, uh, you know, that everybody's, you know, complaining about, well, you know, I can't... I, I can't support the Masons because, you know, they're devil worshippers and, oh, yeah. and they're sacrificing virgins and da 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 We have child brides. Do you yeah. hear that one? We, have, we bring kids a lot because they're child I, brides. Like, no. no child, we, and, we're grooming children. I'm like, no. Usually Dibbley does that. You know, and, <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things that, you know, I, I think about it that my path in Masonry did not interfere with my personal faith let alone my vocation. See, see, I'm going to exactly. stop you right there because that was one of the things I wanted to ask you about today. One of the things we like to do on the show is talk to people Stir who, the pot. yeah, <laughs> how their vocation somehow ties into masonry. Like eventually, we're going to get to talk to Tyler Whitaker. What's he do for real for mm -hmm. a living? He's an operative stonemason. Okay, we're going to talk to Monty Thurman sometime this year. What's Monty going to do? He's Monty gets builder. to go around and build organs for all these Masonic temples and stuff. Okay, when I, another reason I wanted to talk to Ryan. You've listened to the show. You've heard us. We've had some brothers reach out who are devout in their faith, who have had issues from people. Extremely We've devout. had at least two or three people reach out yeah. to us from, from completely different brothers, from completely different churches, from completely different faiths. Who are getting chastised by members of their lodge because or or their church because they're masons, and that was one thing I wanted to ask you today. And you guys just segued so perfect into it because of what your vocation is and how you make your living. Have you dealt with blowback from people that know you're a mason and be like, "Well, how can you be a mason if you're, you know, supposed to be working?" For have you dealt with any of that? Came across any of that? So I haven't really gotten blowback from it. I haven't gotten any sort of negativity from it. Um, the closest I've had is like sincere questioning, like, you know, wh why that and, and why do you, you know, use these terms and, 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 you know, why is it a Masonic temple? You know, shouldn't the temple only be for God? I'm like, yeah, but it's based on the temple for God back in the Old Testament. It's that and then it's teaching that, you know, the operative temple, the building and St. Paul uses this you know, same idea that your body is a temple for the living God that is not confined to the building. Right. And you're working on building your temple, your spiritual temple, that house not made with hands eternal in the heavens. Yep. That, that's what we're working on. I don't, I've not had pushback. <laughs> Give a little pause. I like oh, his I, answer I've, there. I've, I've not had pushback, but I've had questions about it. And there's some uh, folks that it's like, oh, you're a Mason? I'm like, yeah. Like, well, I thought it was a secret. Nope. Well, we, we do a pretty bad job about it being a secret. You yeah. know where the lodges are at. We're pretty and, terrible and we, to keep a secret like and, that. And we tell you what time we meet, 
And what we, wear, we wear the hats, we wear the rings. We What's my them. joke that we all use? We're not a secret society. We're just a society, society of secrets. secrets. Well, we're very few. All this mode recognition now, those secrets we have. Yeah. The ritual you can find online if you look hard. Well, you can find modes of recognition online, too, if you That's want true, to yeah. Um, I'm telling you both, and you guys know this, you can find complete letter-for-letter, word-for-word, the entire degrees wrote out on the – like somebody – like I found second halves of the Master Masonry wrote out word-for-word, and I'm like, who's putting this out here? Like, why? Eavesdroppers. People – well, look at the – I want that the – you got the Duncan Ritual. Duncan rituals, it, it's the entire York Rite rituals in there too. Yeah. Half of it ain't right anymore because they've changed so much <laughs> of it. But well, and I you got look that. to the east, which I learned my I learned my work out of the look to the east book. You know. So it's one of those things. You know, you, you ask the question before I joined. I I had those questions internally. And were you already in your profession you're in now before you joined? Were you already uh, yeah. doing? Yeah, you were. Yeah. So. Like, I, I thought about joining like, much earlier than I did. And, you know, I think even, like, my brother said this, you know, that, like, he would have been ready as soon as, you know, he had his 18th birthday if Dad gave him a petition to, to go in and do it. And, you know, he got busy with, with life. And, and I kind of went back and forth. And I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't know about that because, you know, you know, Dad, Dad's not high up enough to know the secrets yet. You know, he's not, oh, yeah. he's not got his 32nd yet, so he doesn't know all the secrets. Yeah, he's not 33. Um, he can't do nothing. You know, and, and so I'm like, well, he doesn't know all of them yet. And I went through that, and then I'm like, but, it, but if that was the case, even if he got to that point, because I'm like, you know, when I probably would have started thinking about it, he would have gotten his, you know, uh, Templar degree, and, and he would have got to that high point. And, you know, and learn the secret word and you learn, you know, whatever it is, whatever it may be. Um, and so I'm like, if he would have had a problem with it, you know, Sorry. then he would have quit and I would have known that was a sign. Right. And if grandpa who did it, you know, all those years and is, you know, convicted as a Christian as he was, if he'd had a problem with it and he would have stepped away for that reason. Right. And not because life got in the way. I'm like, well... Neither one of them did, and I, I know their faith in it. Right. So if they don't have a problem with it, then I certainly shouldn't have a problem with it. And, you know, now that I've, uh, you know, been in Lodge, I've met, you know, at least a handful of other pastors that uh, are, are in, uh, you know, David Straw uh, down at uh, Evansville mm-hmm. and, and, you know, one of the uh, brothers at uh, – uh, uh, in Corden, you know, uh, it, it was like one of those things. You know, he's like, I'll, I'll come to, to your degrees. Because, like, I knew him as a pastor first before I joined Lodge, and then he, like, heard that I was joining Lodge. He's like, hey, yeah, I'll, tr- I'll try to come to your degrees if I can get away to, to do that. So, you know, I don't look at it as that it interferes with. I look at it as it can help me with with my own faith and with my vocation. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it helps me to... You know, we, we say that when we open, to subdue our passions. It helps me to kind of understand that I can be in, in church with people who may not see things the same way. That, that I need to be willing to, to work on myself to not be, you know, probably like I was, you know, even 10, 15 years ago and been, you know, hot-headed and 
I cannot imagine a hot-headed Ryan. I can't. I cannot see that. Ever. <laughs> Knowing you the way I have for two years now, I could not ever imagine a hot-headed Ryan. So, you know, <laughs> but, but, but I've, I've had to work. I've right. Had to work on like calming myself and and oh, not yeah. not go off the handle and stuff like yeah. that. And, yeah. You know, but the, one of the past managers in my home lodge, he was a member of a, a church up there. He's, the, he's like one of the financial guys in the lodge. And uh, they come to him, well, he's still mad, he came to him, he goes, hey, we heard you're a Mason. He goes, yeah. He goes, well, we just don't think that a, a Christian should be a Mason. He goes, oh, really? Okay. And everything, he got to talk, he got, I mean, they said they're just kind of bad-mouthing him for making that decision and everything. He goes, well, here's your keys, here's your books. And they go, well, you're going to choose that? He goes, well, yeah, they never asked me to choose. That's one <laughs> of my favorite things, and I shouldn't say favorite, it's just, one of my favorite of, of the stupid things that we have to deal with is the, you know, how do you call yourself a Christian? How do you call yourself a oh, Catholic yeah. when you're a part of an organization so dirty as that? And I'm like, you mean this organization that donates charity to anybody in need? You mean this organization that – and then you get to a point where you just get tired of explaining it. So you're just like, well, you know, you know, in the South they say, bless your heart, for yeah. you're an idiot. Well, we're taught to – you know, just don't argue well, with well, idiots. Yeah, have a good day. <laughs> and like, like we post stuff on social media, and we got oh, the guy the other night, you know, join join the Illuminati, oh, yeah. and I'm like, oh great, I can't wait. Tell me more. Yeah, give me give me an appetite. I mean, now I'm I'm hoping you all got the uh, invite on on Instagram like I did the other day from uh, one of the Illuminati. Apparently, he had to create a new account because his old one got hacked. Yeah. If, if the Illuminati got hacked. <laughs> they're, they're, what they're, I they're, they're wait, wait, talk, shush. I got something for that. The Illuminati got hacked. <laughs> well, of course, then you got the the new movie, right? That newer movie, that Doctor Strange movie, where the Illuminati are actually in that movie. That didn't help things out at all, as far as getting all this crap. Everybody, oh, you're Illuminati. Okay, sure. I'm rich. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. If we're really part of the Illuminati, every one of us is Mason. Where is my check? Somebody send me my check. You need my address? I my, my, my favorite is because so many of them are ESL learners, so they don't speak English really well. Oh, yeah. They're, they're translating from, you know, Google Translate. Right. Oh, yeah. And because and I had one that told me that I had much good uh, use of manual dexterity and could be wanting to learn to use more line. I'm like, that's not the, the broken English. English. I laugh at that because I'm like, do they really think this is how we talk? Oh, it's just. <laughs> well, I know. You know, you guys know I'm, I'm pretty big on. I like, I like, I like being on TikTok. There's a lot of Mason talk. They have yeah. Mason Todd argue. Todd says he doesn't argue. He doesn't argue. Oh, with religious libertines nope. and madmans nope. are fools. Wrong, but, no. but everybody out is like, I want to be uh, Mason so I can be famous and have lots of money. And everybody's like, everybody on the like, in the lives like, like. I lose money of doing this every month. I'll say the only Masons that I know that are uh, rich and famous are the ones that were already rich and famous before they became Masons. Shaq, Shaq, Brad Paisley. Yeah, they they already had the money before they ever got Uh, in there, but. Webster and. Yeah, yeah. Manuel Lewis. Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor, yeah. John Wayne, yeah, all that. They were. Mayor Kane. Yeah. Well, I heard he was on EA. It don't matter. (laughs) But it. It's just, I, I yeah. It, it, it just drives me crazy, the whole anti-Masonic thing. Because you go in those lives, and it's just like, you're a cult. You're Luciferian. How could you be a Christian if you, because in Morals and Dogma, it said this. It said, yeah, and they have posted the actual print, the print out from did Morals you just, and Dogma. Did you just talk about Dogma? 
Morals and dogma. Oh, okay. I thought he was, I thought he was getting ready to make a Kevin. Sorry, I was thinking about Kevin, Kevin Smith. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great movie. It's satirical as hell, but I loved it. I mean, yeah, I, I, I've watched it. See? Really right. so, I mean, yeah, yeah I'm, but he's not, he's my not job, Kevin. I still, I still have to laugh at that. Um, a buddy of mine from up north, he was a Methodist minister, uh, Carl Davis, and he was always, uh, he'd be doing ritual, and all of a sudden he'd start going off and stuff we didn't know. I'm like, Carl. He's like, oh, sorry, that's my other job. <laughs> I will say, uh, you know, my mom's family, the Huffman family, a bunch of farmers in this area, Devout Catholics. By God, they were at church every Saturday night, and if they weren't there Saturday night, they were there every Sunday morning at one of the two Sunday morning masses. My mom drug me to church every Saturday night, every Sunday morning, until I was about 16. I said, Mom, I believe in God, but I don't believe I have to go to church every 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 week to invite God into my heart. And then he woke up from the fry pan, didn't he? Just <laughs> my dad's family. It's Christians, a little bit of Lutheran. Uh, but it, I knew the other time. I didn't. My mom passed away in June of '07, and I, I filled out my petition in August. It got read in September and I, October of '07. I took my first step because back then we were still in the dark up here in July right. and August. Yeah. And I remember I told my grandpa, I was like, "Do I need to be worried about this because I'm Catholic?" And I grew up around this. My mm-hmm. dad was a Mason. My grandpa's a Mason. I'm a third generation, just like Ryan. Mm-hmm. But I knew. How devout of Catholics my mom's family was, and it turned out my mom's family wouldn't have cared. Yeah, but I just that stigma that out there that even somebody whose family is a Mason, but yet he's not a Mason, but you're around enough stuff to know the negative oh, stigma yeah. around it. I was like, am I going to be in trouble because I'm a Catholic that's going to become a Mason? My grandpa's like, just fill it out. He goes, mm-hmm. you just do whatever you want. I'm telling you to fill it out. He said, you whatever you think. Oh, yeah. I was raised Southern Baptist and Catholic. This was one point in my life. My dad was Catholic. He, my dad was a Mason and Catholic, but you know he made a choice to go Catholic to be a Mason, not be a nice Columbus. I don't want to crap on religion, and that's not what I'm doing. But I mean, here in Dubois County, Catholic just means you get drunk on Saturday night, you go to church Sunday morning, and all's forgiven. I mean, I don't, I shouldn't say that. But well, we were founded by German Catholic coming from Germany, but basically, the whole county was founded, but. I have strong belief the Irish are better drinkers than the Germans, but that's just me. Ooh, that's, that's a debate right there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, religion aside and everything, I mean, there's anti. No one's ever going to believe this because we're not high enough up. We're not 33rd degree Masons. So, and I know dozens and dozens of 33rd degree Masons who are like, I don't know what they're talking about. We don't know any more than anybody else does. Roger knows, don't you, Roger? You're still <laughs> talking from that episode back in April. Shh. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, uh, my lodge that I'm at now at, at Georgetown, um, before I joined um, and, and transferred to it in uh, 21, they they had trouble opening, having mm-hmm. enough uh, brothers to open. You know, they, they would be counting and going, ah, Didn't have a quorum. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we, got, had, we got six, we, we can't do it. Time, yeah. and, and they were... Uh, you know, they had to go dark a lot of times mm-hmm. because they had a falling out between brothers. Um, you know, before I got there, before, uh, you know, like our core group uh, uh, that's there now that were officers, they had a fallout, uh, mm-hmm. particularly because they were mad that not enough of the people were Christian that were in the lodge because... Really? 
this the story goes again you know this is all secondhand right the master years ago he knew that there were brothers that were not actually christian they were they were god-fearing but they weren't christian you know they may have been norse pagan right. you know yeah. native american you know whatever but they were not actively christian yeah and we don't put any requirements that you have to be a christian to join no you have to have a belief in a supreme being a creator yeah yeah, yeah. and so the master decided that he was going to take down the Christian flag mm -hmm. out of the East because he said, you know, there's brothers that are not Christian. He said, I'm going to, I'm going to put it downstairs in the, uh, you know, dining room. Like I'm not even going to get rid of it. I'm just going to take it out of the lodge. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a couple of the brothers, they got upset at that, that, uh, he would dare, you know, to how dare he remove the Christian flag? How dare he remove right. the Christian flag, and then you know, not realizing that you know the master was trying to be sensitive to non-Christian brothers, right? And 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 look out for them, and so they they left, have not been back since, mm -hmm. you know, and and it really, really hurt the lodge. Um, and well, you know, according you to hate the, that that happens because all right. he was doing was just trying to not offend anybody, and right. ended up. Offending people, anyways. Well, and but according to Grand Lodge, that should not be here at Open Lodge. Yeah, the Christian flag should not be displayed there at Open Lodge because we are non-denominational. Well, and it's one of those things. Yeah, the symbols are powerful. I mean, they're they powerful are. in our fraternity, but they're powerful otherwise. Outside, they're they're yes. powerful in religion. So, mm -hmm. because I know that there are other, uh, you know, pastors that I've heard, they take the american flag out of the sanctuary yeah and that's gonna set people oh, yeah. off oh, just yeah. as much i can see that um you know because how dare you we're, we're a, oh that'll make somebody hot right there oh, yeah. yeah uh and so you know it's kind of one of those things you need to be sensitive to, to everybody and and while i agree that you know we're not a religion but we there's enough inner there's enough religion interspersed in right. And, and in our ritual that you kind of get some of that. But if it's going to be offensive or it's going to it's cause be somebody an to be right? But you also have to know when to pick your battles. Yeah, know the, know, know the crowd, man. <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's kind of one of those things. You have to know that, okay, are there more that are going to be upset with you moving it than there are that are upset that it's there. Well, and that's why we have the power to vote, too. You know, we could, they could have voted to, hey, do we want to remove this so, so our other brothers aren't offended or blah, blah, or do we, or they, or, or just talk to people, hey, are you okay with this being in here? You know, but it actually, according to the Blue Book of Indiana, you, the Christian flag is only displayed during Eden Star. Yeah. Because that is a Christian. Well, you know, I, don't, I don't know, you know, a lot of lodges, they, they get by with it because you know they have a flag covered and they just cover it up True. during blue lodge or whatever. Some do. Or you know you just hope that everybody pretends they don't see that Christian flag. Right. <laughs> that, that they don't. Well, I know with ours uh, when I first joined lodge up north, ours was be was behind the Indiana state flag. Yeah. So it, it was there, but it wasn't really on display. Behind it. Yeah, you know, there's you have two two stands. Oh yeah. Right okay. Yeah. Duh. Yeah, we didn't have a plaster on the wall or anything, but it's like it is here on a pole and everything, and had the flag on that side and had the Creek flag and the Indiana State flag in front of it. So it just kind of makes everybody happy that way. My, my favorite is when we have XCOM uh, at our lodge, um, 
uh, on like the last Thursday of the month. We don't have, we, we have it downstairs, and so we don't have an actual like, flag to pledge allegiance to, to start the XCOM. We have like a little, uh, you know, parade flag <laughs> on the bulletin board, so <laughs> you look at the bulletin board to the little Where's flag, and everybody's like, where are you? I guess technically it is a flag. A flag I mean, is a flag. It is a flag, but, but for people that haven't been to, you know, XCOM, like, where are you all looking? We're like, that little right parade there, flag right down the bulletin board. Oh, okay. Now, how many lodges have you been to where the senior deacon will carry the flag out to the altar to do the pledge? We've business? started doing that lately. Some places I have. have. So, <laughs> I'm not doing it. The, the, the first, first lodge I saw do that was Pisgah. And yeah. I was like, that's really cool. And so I came back to our lodge at Georgetown. I was like, we saw him do that at, at Fort Branch the other Fort Branch. And so, and so I, I was telling some of our guys at Georgetown, I was like, they did this at Pisgah. And I was like, that's really cool. And our secretary is a best master. He goes, oh, yeah, we did that all the time back in the day. And I'm like, why don't we do it now? And he goes, there's nothing that says we can't. So right. we, we started doing it. Um, and I'm glad that I am junior warden this year and don't have to be the senior deacon to have to present the colors west of the altar because, yeah. you know, I'm sorry, it's a little bit unwieldy. And it is. we've got, you know, um, an old uh, Air Force, you know, 30-year uh, member who, you know, he wants it at 90 degrees. Well, sorry, the ceilings are only nine feet you can't really have it at 90 degrees like well, it's that, supposed to be to display it you're supposed to be able to display it at an angle anyway I mean, right it's, but, it but, is proper flag etiquette but but i've had him where i'm carrying it and i dip it to you know 79 degrees and he's upset because it's supposed to be at least 80 or right you're, 80, you're 82 <laughs> degrees probably at 90 well, you're, and, not, you're and, not gonna keep this guy well, happy and, and especially so because I've, I've had that in my brain. Of course, you know, which way is 90, 90 this way, 90 that way. Which way well, we, <laughs> so we had, we had one meeting where I was having to do it. And I'm in my head because, you know, he's, you know, told me, you know, you have to have it 90 degrees. So I'm trying to do that. Well, the way that we do it when we display that is we turn out the house lights and only the altar and, you know, yeah, do that. Yeah, altar's on, yeah. So our lodge room gets a little bit dark when you kill all the house lights. Mm-hmm. And we have fans that sit low from the ceiling <laughs> and the low ceiling noise. And so I'm... You see where this is going, right? Yes. You, see. <laughs> see, you killed the eagle, didn't you? And, and, and I hear, don't let it dip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you killed the eagle on top of it, didn't you? <laughs> I nicked it a little bit. It's still able to fly. <laughs> so I'm like... But you know, I don't think a lot of masons know this, but the Pledge of Allegiance is not in the ritual. No, it's it's not because it's supposed no. to be before lodges. It's open. before lodges open. Yeah, it's but, not in the ritual. But you don't absolutely have to do it before a degree or anything. Which, I mean, that's just something American as we do. We do that, and, and it throws me, especially when I'm on the other side of the river, because they do it after they get open. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Like so, they'll get open, and they're like. And they have the junior warden call everybody up, give the do guard sign, and then it's like, all right, brothers, as the Bible <laughs> is open, join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. I know, that's, that's and you're like, Oh, okay, that's. And well, the Texas, they do the Pledge of Allegiance, and then they do the Texas Pledge of Allegiance. Did you ever hear that? What? Wait, what? Yeah, Texas. You've been does. watching too much Brother, Brother Fluff. No, I'm, I'm dead serious. <laughs> A Texas Pledge of Allegiance? Yes, Texas has its own Pledge of Allegiance. 
That is the most Texas thing ever. I played Uh, release of the flag of Texas. That's about it. I mean, there's not a whole lot to it, but they they actually do a Pledge of Allegiance. As soon as that's done, they do the Texas Pledge of Allegiance. That's like the most Florida story ever, and it's about Texas. That's the most Texas story ever, because Texas loves some Texas. That's That's something Hank Hill and them would do. They did, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) Propane. This has been awesome. This is so awesome. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff we do in our in our lodges. It isn't in the ritual, but it's a tradition. You know, it's like having the having one guy do the sea captain and wayfaring man. So I mean, I've done it both ways. So so I was uh, at a at a Kentucky uh, master mason degree um, in June or July, and, and, and we had a brother go with us. You know, from from Indiana. And, you know, we've been enough to know that there's supposed to be two distinct characters. And he was, like, trying to figure out, he goes, who's that guy? I go, that's a wayfarer man. He goes, wait, what? I'm like, yeah, that's a wayfarer man. He goes, yeah, but that guy's a sea captain. I said, right, they're two yeah, different they're two people. two different people. Like, the, the yeah. wayfarer man is supposed to be overhearing everything. And, and so Dad... But when you, when you, you hear him talk, when, when, when we talk about it, it's always... Sea Captain Wayfaring Man, so people yeah. think it runs together. It's yeah, too. It's not, yeah. it, well, and, and even, you know, God bless him, Dad. Last week we went, and the Sea Captain, because again, this is Kentucky, and they split them up. The Sea Captain comes out, he makes his proclamation. Nobody's uh, supposed to leave, you know, without express permission. Like, right. like there's actually an edict that goes up from King Solomon, and the Sea Captain reads it. Oh, Kentucky. okay. So you, you want, oh. that's what you were talking about earlier when we were when you pulled in tonight. We yeah. were outside, you were talking about that. And so. So dad sees the wayfaring man, you know, doing one of these numbers, and he's like, go to these, you know, and he's trying to tell the craftsman to go talk to him. Like, he's the sea captain. Like, no, no that's the wayfaring man. Wayfaring he's man. overhearing everything. The ruffians are going to go talk to him and threaten him right. in a little bit, and then the craft are going to go find out what happened. Right. You know, but because... For simplicity's sake, we just combine them into one person. And- well, we were at Fort Branch, and I did the uh, Wayfarer Man. I did the Sea Captain. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to do the Wayfarer Man, too. Well, the craft comes up to, to the area, and I go stand up, and the junior deacon stands up and does the Wayfarer Man. I'm like, well, all right, whatever. I step back well, down. And, so and I did. I'll, I'll admit, I've been a little bit guilty of not always following what <clears throat> you know the Grand Master's oh, yeah, me too. message mm-hmm. does. And so... You know, a lot of times if I'm doing sea captain, he sounds like the sea captain on SpongeBob. And it's, <laughs> are you ready, kids? Yeah. <laughs> I do that, and then I do a, a, a you know, just an old man, hey, the wayfaring man. You're just in character, Bob. That's all uh, it well, is. And, and I do that, and and our senior warden has done it, and he does it as it's it's just an Irish sea captain and Gandalf. Oh. For the way oh the God! <laughs> oh God! You shall not pass. <laughs> but you now, know, I see guys do it drunk, act drunk while they're doing it. While what? Having, Why? Uh, because it's funny, man. So, so Kentucky has a drunk craftsman. Really? Uh, so they have all fifteen craft, and they I gotta go. Drunk. I gotta go down there. Well, you're going to the cave degree. Uh, well, it's, it's not done by Kentucky Lodge, though. Who's doing it? Somebody at the lodge out of South Carolina. Oh, I bet they're doing it that way, too. Well, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, if you, if you get a chance um, to, to go see a Kentucky one. Um, I, I just never hear about Kentucky work around here. Well, like, Owensboro is pretty much yeah. non-existent, um, for what I know. 
every... I don't know what else is close around here besides Ellsboro, but... So, we've went to the Holler degree the last couple of years. It's down in uh, Hudsonville. Uh, I ain't heard Lynch. of that one. It's down uh, towards uh, Rough River. Yeah, uh, I have no idea what Litchfield. <laughs> yeah, oh, Litchfield. Yeah, it's, okay. it's not all the way down to Litchfield. It's... Actually, a little bit closer because see, I've been to Litchfield. It's down so. in about that area. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's when he said Rough River, I was thinking I'm, I'm like Litchfield. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's about 45 minutes north uh, east of of Litchfield. Okay. So and and they do the holler and take take a four wheel drive vehicle or find you a buddy that has a four wheel drive vehicle because <laughs> or a side by side or a side by side because there's. There's, you know, like southern Indiana, uh, you know, roads that, you know, are gravel, and then there's cow paths, and then there's goat paths, and then there's... And then there's Kentucky. Kentucky And there's Kentucky, and there's... And if you don't have four-wheel drive... God, I wish we were videoing this. I can see Ryan's face. Because I was able to go this year, and and just the the, uh, jumping around as we're riding down into it, and we're worrying, you know, is the car in front of us going to be able to make it? Um, but it's one of those rides where you dislocate your shoulder yeah. too, because you're just you dead in your hips. Well, like and, and, and and you're worried if you have somebody riding in the back, because we had somebody riding in the back. Where, Hold on to the to the bed, you know, because you're you're gonna bounce out if you're not careful. <laughs> well, I heard that cave degree. They you can pretty much walk up to it. It's a pretty flat area, but parking is gonna be a little difficult. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Re- remind me to show you the the parking lot from the uh, degree this year. <laughs> Which I got to call John see if we're going to set up, uh, if we're going to get an Airbnb or a hotel down there. I don't know yet. Not I. I have my best friends getting married, as I've mentioned on the show. I will. Whatever. I, yeah, I can't miss that. I will. <laughs> it will not be a pleasant conversation if he finds out I went to a degree. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I didn't even worry about it. It's his wife. Yeah. That's yeah. the one I got to worry about. But, uh, yeah, I think I think it's third Saturday in June. Or second or third time. Saturday in June every year. Um, I like going to degrees like they, that. It's they always do, fun. Uh, the Holler degree down there in, in Hudson. Well, I think uh, is it Boonville having their outdoor degrees sometime here pretty soon. So, uh, but yeah, if you can make sometime. it to that, that, that's a good one to, to see. Degree. So, I like that K degree down in Tennessee, but I hear that's that's big there. Like three hundred something people show up for that one from all over the country. Well, what do you what do you think about? And here's something I've always wanted to pick your brain on. I've never asked you about this, and now I've. I got you here. It's perfect time. What do you think about these optional charges for the Master Mason degree? Everybody on does the book, uh, the on yonder book, book, the and darkened eyes thing. Watch well, yonder. That's uh well, yeah, I know, but it's part of it. It's one of the phrases in it. I just call right. it darkened eyes. I like it better than on yonder book. I think it sounds cooler. But anyways, what do you think about these alternate charges? Because now I've noticed in the two years that I've been back next month. I'm starting to see a lot more of this optional charge being given at Master Mason degrees instead of what the normal. Well, I've seen it quite a few times, but I've been traveling more than you, though. You got to think about that. You got a, you got a preference on that? You got a theory about that? Opinion? My preference is on Yonder Book. Really? Yeah. Like I, I, I like it because you're recounting everything. And, and, and I like it, especially when you get to uh, like the last lines that's like on yonder book that oath and everybody joins in we took yeah and will we break it and then never you know and you have if you have like a good crowd if you have 40 or 50 guys that can be impactful that can be impactful impactful. um i'm sorry the the only charge 
that we do that's worth anything really is the fellow craft one. Which, by the way, again, not to toot his own horn, Mr. Stroud here does a phenomenal job on the fellow craft charge. I always figured the charges were there to basically you're giving that brother that, okay, here's here's what you're responsible for now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to give it to you strict and charge to be this way, act this way, do this. On Yonder Book really doesn't give you that those set of rules for the Master Mason degree. Now, I've seen it where they've done it after the degree's done. And I've seen three, like three or four brothers do it in unison where they skip around and they go around and do it. And that's really neat. But as far as being done, the only charge being done, I'd, I'd really much rather have the original charge done because that gives you the rules and, to live and, by. And I'm not saying nothing negative, Ryan. I no, hope you don't take it that way. Wrong. I don't hate I, it. I like I both of them. I'm just saying in the two years next month that I've been back, that thing has apparently become prevalent around the around the Hoosier State a lot in – however many years the last update to the monitor was 97 right so apparently that's been prevalent for yeah, a while it might be easier for a guy to learn learn that too because it's kind of a, a you know sing songy kind of way of saying it so in case indiana grand lodge is listening that's right they support us we can we please please it's 26 years now can we please yeah, you support the show you listen them. can so, we get a new monitor so in case they're listening no offense. <laughs> I but love this. Let me turn that mic up just a hair. <laughs> I prefer a little bit of the ritual south of the river than I do ours. That's okay. Yeah. So that's kind of why I prefer on Yonder Book because it's Rob Morris, past Grandmaster of Kentucky, that wrote it. Um, Did he wrote that? Yeah, yeah Roger talked about that on the yeah. show. Yeah, so I did not know. So that. that's that's a Rob Morris charge because I've heard I've heard it called on yonder book optional charge Queen Anne's charge. I've heard it called a Canadian charge. I've heard it called that too. So you know it, it goes by different names, but but I know it's Rob Morris who's you know the Masonic poet laureate, and so I kind of like that. Um, I've heard it um, a lot more. A lot more in Kentucky, and they do, uh, the last couple I've seen for an MM, they do an extra one that's not our MM charge, and it's not that one. And it's about, why did you join? If you joined because you had a brother or a father or somebody in your family that did it, then they're happy that you did it, and you're happy that you did it. If you did it for financial gain, that was the wrong reason. If you did it because you wanted to be a better man, then you're going to get that and then you'll get it even mm. more. And and so the, the I'm already really interested to hear the whole thing now. So I mean it's it's a real short thing, you know, it's only like four or five questions, but it's like if you did it for the right reasons, then you're on the right track. If you did it for the wrong reasons, hopefully you're getting at least something from it and mm. you're not gonna be like, ah, oh, I didn't I didn't learn the alchemy, I didn't learn, you know, uh, how to make all the money, I didn't learn it for all yeah. this. Hopefully, even if you did it for the wrong reasons, you got some of the good stuff out of it, and you're better for that. Right. So. That's true, I guess. Huh. I, I got. I might have to go out and see Kentucky. I've seen Illinois Interprentice and uh, Missouri Fellowcraft, so I might have to go see a see a Kentucky match. Amazing. I know sometime. that's one thing with us being so close to Kentucky. Like literally, where we're at, we can be in in Louisville in an hour. We can be in Owensboro in thirty, forty five minutes, right. whatever. Like in 15 years, I've never once crossed the river into Kentucky to see a, yeah. a degree, and I, well, I need to like do I said, it. With, 
I mean, I'm friends with Greg Sewell over there, and he puts out a list of all the degree work going on in Illinois, most of Illinois. Yeah. At least around his area. And so a lot I of us know. down here, we get we get Pettigrew's email, which Pettigrew. covers the whole Hoosier State. We get, we get Jackie's. Jackie's email, which covers everything from Evansville to Bloomington, but we never get anything. I need to get a hold of Kentucky and start getting something for yeah. Kentucky. So I I think what's what's been helpful for for myself and like others in, in our lodge, because we kind of prefer Kentucky a little bit better, um, we've That's okay. Tra- we've traveled there, and so we've made connections there, and so we're in, you know, a couple of the Facebook groups in those districts. So, right. you know, we're we're in, like, District 9, which is Breckenridge County and Meade and Hardin right. and all those, which is not that far for us. And then, I mean, uh, we've got one brother that uh, we've, we've been out to uh, a little lodge um, out in Frenchburg, Kentucky, out... Uh, Past, past Mount Sterling, not all the way to Moorhead. Moorhead, uh, Kentucky. Yeah, like yeah. not not that far, but uh, it's it's in Frenchburg, Kentucky, in uh, like McGuffin County, called Beaver Lodge, and so it takes up all of like the hills of eastern Kentucky, you know, coal area. Far east, Appalachia. Yep, yeah. down in down in Appalachia, not not as far south as like Hazard and all that. Where the but, family tree forked once. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and we've we've met brothers that you know live just across the river from West Virginia, and we're lucky enough that one of the brothers in our lodge, his dad's a third generation, and lives in in uh, West Virginia. So we get you know to pick his brain about the way West Virginia does things. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we had. Uh, our last degree, we had a, uh, an EA for our senior warden for his dad. Uh, we had uh, a Georgia Mason there, a West Virginia Mason, several Kentucky Masons in Indiana. So we had like four jurisdictions represented. Nice. I've heard rumors about like every state has people has places that do outdoor degrees. Yeah. But I've heard rumors of some high up in the Appalachia Hills of Kentucky and West Virginia, high in the mountains outside degrees where you're setting up high on top of a mountain somewhere and i'm like now the rumor like i said i don't know if it's true i've just heard you never know what you can believe but i'm oh, like yeah. if there's an out if there's somewhere down in you know the foothills of appalachia you know that part of kentucky you cross the border into west virginia if there's an outdoor degree somewhere going on where you're setting up high on a mountaintop i'm like i'd pay money to see that because yeah. just for the not only it's an outside degree, we don't get a part of those very often. That's cool. But then the, the mountain view, and buddy, if it's fall time, if it's September, October out there in the mountains, you look out and you see that orange and that red everywhere, I'd pay money to see a degree like that. Well, and you know, that's that's the thing, especially if you go to, um, depending on when you go, the time of day for the outdoor degree, like going to the holler degree, they're on central time. So, you know, they're an hour behind where most of us are coming from on Eastern time. Right. And they don't start lodge until 8 p.m. Eastern. Oh, I know. So by the time they get done with the first half, it's, you know, getting dark but out there. The Fort Branch. And, and, mm-hmm. and you can barely see what's what's going on. And the only light you've got is uh, tiki torches yeah. and, and all that. So. Yeah, but down in Boonville, they have an outdoor degree. And they usually do it a little bit later, so they can do it all in the dark. First half is usually around dusk and it's going down and everything, but dark. It's dark. I mean, they got tiki torches around, but yeah. still, when you're walking out, bring a flashlight with you. <laughs> it's hard to get out of there. That's awesome. Yeah. You, we talked about having dark degrees up here. 
You just lodge, just just have a lodge meeting here with lanterns. You said and candles. Yeah, I see a lodge out in. Um, I want to say Massachusetts does that once a year. They have a lantern, yeah. a lantern night where everybody brings their lanterns in. So and they do everything in the dark. I've been to uh, one Kentucky lodge that they they have that that that's their annual thing that one once a year they do uh, a lantern uh, degree and or lantern lodge and and. Uh, they pack them in and, and a couple others do that. Um, I know we've kind of adapted for our degree work. For our three lesser lights, we don't use the light bulbs. Oh, really? Um, we, we use, uh, for state of meetings, we use um, fake uh, remote pillared candles. Oh, but yeah. For the actual degree, we use um, actual candles. real live, uh, you know, about this big around candles. And what we do is we go ahead and I don't, you know, it's not what's in the ritual in Indiana, but we shut the lights out until the brother is, um, you know, brought to light. Oh, really? Uh, so, you know, he's already literally in darkness, coming okay. in in darkness. And now he's like double yeah. Yeah. in so, darkness. Because we've seen this, you know, in Kentucky, they do that. They'll shut the lights out while he comes in and they don't turn the lights on until he asks for that ask for and even like uh, certain Kentucky lodges on the letter G they don't illuminate that on the E and Felcraft degree till they get to the letter G really? and explain it yeah that's cool so you know it's different it's different which they have that little bit of freedom because they don't have set ritual they have like three books that they can look at okay. and, and they can borrow and say you know hey we traveled over West Virginia and this is what they do can we add that yep Mm. Or we went to Tennessee and they did this. Let's add that. Or we saw this in Indiana and we added that. Or we saw this in Ohio or Illinois and, and then it gets, you know, pollinated because... It's kind of neat. You know. I know. My home lodge, above all the, the warden's chairs, the master chairs, a light bulb right above there. Yeah. And one time we were practicing, hey, let's try something real quick. So we were doing the certain activation. We had all the lights off. And whoever was speaking, whoever the candidate was going, you know, as far as the travel... Yeah. The light would turn on. It was on a dimmer too. It made it real neat. So you turn on, and when the light went off, that's when you moved and everything. And we did that even whenever uh, we just practiced it for fun. Even when they did the chaplains reading the Bible verse and everything, we had the lights come on every time we passed them. When the light would come on, yeah. And we had to have a certain person to do it. So it's not really practical to do during an open lodge during yeah. that degree. Like man, if we could figure out how to, if we could move these lights switches down there to where somebody else could adjust them, that'd make for a very memorable degree. But then one of the old guys goes, "Remember, guys, he's blindfolded. He ain't gonna see none of this." <laughs> so the only person you're doing it for is for the people that are, are here watching. I'm like, yeah, you got a point. <laughs> yeah, That's true. It'd still be kind of neat to do it, but at the same time, it's kind of pointless in a way. Right. I mean, at at least though, I feel like. Even if you do that while he is hoodwinked, mm -hmm. when he comes to light, and you know even when you're hoodwinked, you can see some light. And it's you can a, see some. Depending, depending on how well you're hoodwinked, yeah. yeah Ours on. is, you know, tight. <laughs> you can't see nothing, but. Yeah, so. Some of the ones we had to put tissue paper underneath and then put the yeah. put the hoodwink on. but Tissue we'll, paper? Toilet paper. Oh, I was like, okay, I was yeah. <laughs> Now, I know whenever I was got my, my inner prince degree, our letter G in my life was really bright. I mean, it was like twice as bright. It was, it was the only light, but it had like LEDs in it or something. I don't know what it was, but I wasn't able to actually see the master the master's face until he said, you now discovered me. He took one step forward and the light right above me illuminated. 
and I tried to recreate that a hundred times, and I never could get anybody to actually, you know, how it look. We could see you. Like, oh, dang it. But, you know, it's... So, so for my brother's uh, fellow craft, um, our, uh, our assistant secretary who does the middle chamber, he wanted to do something a little bit different, and he got uh, one of those uh, uh, astronomical projectors that will put the constellations. Oh, lights up, yeah. And so we had that, and we kind of dimmed the light so that when he got to the part about astronomy, he be like, and the constellations. And, right. And that. So, kind of cool. Which is kind of cool, because at that point, you know, the brother isn't who to meet at that point, no, so no. he is able to see that along with the rest of the audience. Well, like Z Boys, they have that star deck canopy above their altar with yeah. the LED wire, uh, the yeah. the film, monofilament wires showing down with lights shining through it. They'll kind of twinkle, go back and so, forth. So I've never seen them. I've been to Milltown's Lodge, and I've they have Milltown. Their whole ceiling is the cloud of canopy. Oh, is it really? Be and neat. so they have that, and then like in each of the different corners, they have the five orders of architecture and they have certain constellations that are where they should be right um in the uh you know night sky like you know they have the north star to the north and right. you know the little dipper and all that um that'd be neat and always then, more logical to do stuff like that and then like the uh um, clouds that they have for it like uh in them it's like a uh like a invisible ink, they have uh, different scriptures mm. in them. So okay, neat. Yeah. Well, like this stuff was on their secretary's table. Phil Stroud or Phil Stroud. Phil, that, Atkins, that Phil Stroud's his dad. He's wanting to put shelves along our north wall there. Yeah. And have all these symbols with like the anchor in the yard, the hourglass, winged hourglass, and the the pot of incense and everything. He's have it there. So when we're giving that lecture, he can just point to those. Yeah. And go and here's this and that instead of having the you know, reason it kind of it gives the logic character. So it's more like that's why that's why I kind of like it. A lot of the good character is a memorable lodge. So I know um, I like the way you worded that. I know uh, Joey Stowell has been doing the last several years when he does the <clears throat> middle chamber. He gives a little uh, uh, like plaque thing that has a little vial of corn, a little vial oh, yeah. of wine, well, wine, and then yeah. oil. And yeah, corn, wine, oil, yeah. Yeah, so you get those wages to, yeah. to the brother. And that's something you can do very easily. Yeah. Cheaply done. I mean, I think you get them on Etsy for like, right, yeah, like 20 can, bucks. Right, you can buy them. Yeah. So. Corn, wine, and oil. Emblematic. Plenty of piece. Plenty of piece. Give away all the secrets here. But yeah, uh, but yeah that's something, you know, why not give that stuff to the candidate stuff like to make it a little more memorable for him? Here's your. Let them hold. Wages. Let them hold it. You know. Well, yeah, but it don't cost nothing to get yeah. by those. I mean, it's like twenty dollars, but you get you get a guy three mason jars of corn white oil on it. He goes home, he has a good night. He make popcorn, make some wine, and cook have oil for popcorn. Oh God. <laughs> what was it when they uh, founded the uh, a lodge in Colorado? I think I heard the story a long oh, time ago. Oh, I know what they gave him. They gave him corn wine and marijuana. No, this is way <laughs> back before they got legal. Oh, okay. Okay. But Colorado, they uh, they had uh, three barrels in this room where they opened up the first lodge in Colorado, if I remember right. Uh, one was whiskey, one was oil, and one was corn. But the whiskey, they didn't have any wine, so they used whiskey instead. <laughs> 
I mean, to me, I feel like that's probably, <clears throat> you know, a Tennessee or Kentucky thing, you know, <laughs> um, corn, whiskey, and oil. That's right. Yeah. I just <laughs> Yeah, but every, every time you get a Tennessee, you take corn, corn and oil, they're making whiskey anyway. So. <laughs> Which, I mean, that, that's one of my things is every time I go to, you know, a lodge rededication and they are, you know, doing the wine, I'm like, it's not wine, it's water. It's like, like Brusco. <laughs> I mean, just, at that point, just just get grape juice or something, please. Something that resembles well, actually. What, the, the little dirty secret along the years of masonry, not was a dirty secret, but in the Templar degree, there is actual wine. Great. Yeah. Most of them were in lodges, so. Yeah. Oh, I know. They had, <laughs> I had my Mark Math. I know. I, yeah. So. I don't, I'm not a wine drinker. I know. But yeah, that's you know whatever. But how long have we been going with this conversation? Hour and forty five minutes. <laughs> I didn't even realize it. Like, I, like we were so excited because like we both think a lot of Ryan. We both like Ryan. He's our yeah. friend, and we're like, man, let's let's get talk. I didn't even realize we were at an hour and forty four minutes. That's not bad. <laughs> that's not bad. So what are you saying? You want to put a bow on it? Yeah, we all wrap it up. Oh well, Sunday night. Yeah. yeah, I thought we were going to do like four or five episodes. We're probably just going to cap it here. I'm tired. I'm I want to go home and My eat. Butt's sore. I'm eat. I want to eat. <laughs> Me too. So Ryan, uh, you know, you know the shtick here. So last question. Yeah. So one day we're all going to lay down our working tools. It happens to everybody. Todd, what do you say after that? No one gets out alive. No one gets out alive. <laughs> so Ryan, when they think, when people think back of you. And remember you as a Freemason. They think about your journey. What do you hope that the impact you've left behind in Freemasonry is? What do you hope people will remember when they think of you as a Freemason? So, oddly enough, I hope they don't think of me as just a ritualist. Like, I know that that's probably what most people think of me as is the ritualist. But I don't want to be known just for that. Like... Don't get me wrong, I, I, I appreciate the acknowledgments, but I want it to be known that I showed the same brotherly love to uh, my brothers in lodge and their families, and that they had the same uh, brotherly love and, and care for me that, that I showed them, and you know that, that I made their lives better and they uh, made mine better. Um, and the ritual and all that's just secondary. That's a good answer. I like it. But again, I do want to tell you're you, you're a hell of a ritualist. You are one, <laughs> I know, you are I've, one I've, hell I've of a ritualist. The, I've got the awards from Grand Lodge to prove it, but that's not that's not what I... Humble uh, pie. This guy, you can never make this guy any more humble than he is. I've never... Like, it's awesome. <laughs> so, well, this has been fantastic. Like, uh, we, we impromptu... Got you on the show today. We've been chasing your dad for a while. And then I was like, you know what? And I told Todd, I was like, you know what? It's like, why don't we talk to Ryan? He's our friend. Let's talk to Ryan. Might as well. And this has been a fantastic episode. We're, I'm going to get some hate mail from the Shriners later, I'm sure. Hell but yeah. But I say that I say that every time I, 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 I talk about them, but they never... I never get any hate mail from the Shrine, so... They're, they're higher up. They don't even listen to us. Again, I... I'm fine with what they do. I, I appreciate what they do. 
hundred percent. A hundred percent. But I'm not paying that kind of money for it for not only for initiation me. fee for a yearly dues fee as well, and for a fez. I will go find me a hat, a sock hat, or something out of a ten dollar bin. At Dude, they probably the, have fez they'll give you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when I googled and I seen the price of a new fez. I told Tyson Cravener and Brian Freeze from Jasper, I'm like, Listen, ain't going to happen, fellas. If you get one of the top line full dressed out there, but if you just get an embroidered one, it's probably like 100 bucks, $120. I'm still not spending $100 on a hat. Okay. Sorry. God. I spent 800 on mine. Well, I didn't, but my grotto fell was 800 bucks. Past monarchy, you know, kind of cool. Yeah. Like that. Oh, God. <laughs> I, was like, I, I question would I go somewhere and I'm like, ah, 20 bucks for a baseball cap? <laughs> yeah, no yeah see, I do that too. Like, I'm like, man, like, I go to the dollar store and get a hat that still fits and looks kind of cool for like five bucks. Yeah, not really. <laughs> oh, I've done it. I'm a hat snob. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been awesome. This this rebounds from the disaster yeah, episode that was the last episode. Yeah. You know what I figured out? I was thinking right before uh, before Ryan got here. Yeah, it'd just be another Masonic mix. The last episode that was our that will be yeah. our fourth Masonic mix. Yeah, um, we're gonna title it "Sorry in Advance." Yeah, sorry in <laughs> Ryan's sitting here like I don't know what they're talking about. Before I got in here, but I can't wait to hear that one. It was a fever dream. I know that. <laughs> we went from talking about one thing to one thing to fentanyl to Narcan. Narcan. <laughs> how to fix a homeless problem? <laughs> Can you fix a homeless problem? Probably not. But and then about. Anywho. I'll say if you got any more minutes, I'm no, it's not here. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, uh. Do we got anything we need to plug? No. I, mean, I don't know when this is getting released. I don't. Obviously, everybody in the car is like, well, it's released now because we're listening. To it. Yeah, you got to think we're recording this thing in September. Right. Because we've got a busy end of 2023, so we've got to start bankrolling material. Uh, what yeah. What is today's date? The 10th? Not, yeah, 10th. Yeah. This will probably come out mid October. Probably, yeah. Probably. So. But we get them out there. Hell, we probably put out two in one week. I mean, who cares? Maybe. By fat fingering it, that happened last time. Got a lot of downloads. <laughs> that, that's how we got to 952 <laughs> downloads. We got an extra 150 downloads the last three days of the month because yeah. I fat fingered a release date. Publish, all right. Yeah, yeah. Bad design. The publish button's right next to the button that says schedule. And if you got fat fingers and you on the laptop, and anyways. Yeah, I get it. So, uh, Brother Ryan, if you'd like to uh, introduce yourself one last time for everybody listening. So, uh, yeah, uh, Ryan Stroud, a member of Georgetown 480, uh, currently serving as uh, their junior warden, and I, I feel like I'm probably their director of Masonic education. I would say, I would, I would probably, suffice yeah. to say, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's been another exciting afternoon of recording. Yeah, it is. I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to go home and eat. I'm hungry. It's 8.15. I'm, I get hangry. Remember? Remember the oh, Denny's? Six. Remember the Denny's? Yeah, it is six o'clock. Yeah, remember the Denny's? Yeah, we can't say that on the show. You remember the Denny's? Yeah, I remember Denny's. (laughs) I get angry, don't I? Yes, you do. Inside joke, you'll never hear it. But uh, all right, so for Brother Todd and Brother Jared, thank you to our guest, Brother Ryan Stroud. Absolutely, we'll be talking to his dad later on this season. Hopefully, this has been another episode of that other Masonic podcast, the first Masonic podcast (laughs) in the Hoosier State, no longer the only. Shout out to the Green Dragon. Yep. And we will see you guys next time. Peace.